Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast, episode 162, season number two. Today we're going to be talking about the untimely death or the homicide of Roy Weber, 19-year-old male uh, prostitute who worked in Pro- was working the streets in Providence, Rhode Island. You know, surrounding the case, I mean, there, we have episode uh, part one, two, and three on our uh, on our list here for Night Stalker. But part four is kind of an even more in- not even more interesting, but it's a uh, a point of contention which I'm going to kind of blow the lid off of a few things, which a lot of people are probably not going to want me to say. But uh, truth be told. Uh, it needs to be told. Roy Weber's homicide was not just a simple homicide of a local male prostitute working the streets of Providence, Rhode Island. Roy Weber, at the time, had been involved with many politicians in the city of uh, Providence at the time of his homicide. Particularly two prominent politicians. And these politicians were protected by who? Bodyguarded by who? The local police department. Well, Roy Weber's contact with certain politicians were of a sexual nature, okay? That's all I'll say. Now, Roy had been also involved in ripping off a lot of the local street street people. And a lot of people didn't appreciate that fact. He had been banned from a lot of the uh, gay bars down there. He had been in a lot of fights. Roy had also been involved ripping off a particular local gang member who promised Roy if he ever came back to Providence he would kill him. Now, why am I not mentioning any names? Well, one would hope that by now the police department is Providence the police department if I know what I know, they should know a lot more than I know. And their asses should be attempting to solve this crime. It's a very solvable crime, although people are dying left and right. And what brings me to your doorstep today? Death. Not just the death of Roy Weber, 
death of the unidentified black and white person that is on every page when you look up the, the homicide of Roy Weber, um, it is on. It is a white male. At that time, it looks to be about in his 40s. Dark hair, thin face. Well, the problem about the unidentified man is he's not an unidentified man. All your podcasts will play this up to bolster the suspicious aviance of a case, the um, unexplained, all of the other horseshit that goes along with trying to draw in a crowd, crowd of people without real facts or real basis. Uh, obviously, you know by the amount of people that I piss off on this radio show that um, I tell it like it is, and it probably offends half of the my listeners, but it is what it is. The individual that was in that photo, and I rechecked on by, a se- by several different means, by family photos, by photos that uh, Roy Weber had had in his uh, had in his possession um, and information that Roy Weber's family knew. There is no doubt that the person I'm going to tell you is the unidentified man who the Providence Police Department does not want you to know about because this is the their caveat into why the case hasn't been solved without and, and let me just preface my statement by saying that this unidentified man had nothing to do with Roy Weber's uh, homicide. That is just a complete fallacy. It's not true. Um, I spoke to, I attempted to speak with a man prior to him passing away. Unfortunately, at his age, he was too old to really um, understand what I was trying to ask him. But for prior conversations, with uh, family members and this and that, it is very highly unlikely that this man had anything to do with anybody's homicide. Um, so just hold that thought for about 30 seconds. Our unidentified male, shown in the black and white photo, seems to show really no much more difference in a color photo of his obituary, which was March 20th, placed in the paper on March 23rd, 2022. His name, Ralph Elias Alone. Ralph had nothing to do with Roy Weber's disappearance, homicide, anything like that. Although Ralph was part of the gay community in Providence for his whole life. Ralph also was a well-known entertainer. He sang in Providence. He sang in Miami. He sang in New York. And he also won a scholarship for the best entertainer. So, 
Our suspicious man wasn't really suspicious at all. He was just a common person like all of us, um, talented, uh, never moved out of Providence. He was born in Providence, never really moved out of Providence. And he did know Roy Weber, you know. But a lot of people knew Roy Weber. Hundreds of people knew Roy Weber on the street. But a black and white, gray-toned photo from a surveillance camera hardly makes him a suspect in Roy Weber's case. There are four more There are far better people of interest in Roy Weber's case. I personally believe that this black and white photo was left in circulation as more of a deterrent rather than a um, rather than a, based on the fact. The fact was they had a photo of him going into an establishment that he, he and Roy used to frequent quite often. So what's the difference? The difference is there are, were a lot better people of interest in the case. Um, that's what I can say. How do you explain how Roy Weber ended up getting a business suit from a one-time mayor of Providence? How do you explain Roy Weber going to the Baltimore where this prominent individual lived? How do you explain Roy Weber being paid by a bodyguard or an escort or another political figure? And who are escorts for political figures? Law enforcement. So the photo of Aya Simone was left out there as a bait tactic so that people would concentrate more on the photo than the facts. So now that we know who the photo is, and we know the photo is not a fact in the case, what happens next? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen next. In, and I'm speaking from law enforcement terms, is nothing's going to happen next. If we took out our shovel and started digging in this case, we would find how deep the root of the dam line grew. But yet we forget this gang member that had threatened to kill Roy Weber. We have two viable two viable people of interest right there. A politician and a gang member. We also have a a 
bodyguard for one of these politicians, whether he's alive or not, who knows. Um, I did read the first page narrative of Roy Weber's homicide from the police department. Um, I don't know where these people learn to write reports, but Jesus. Um, there was a whole a whole lot of nothing said about a body found in in a vacant lot. In Providence, this whole there's a whole lot not being said about a uh, the murder of a 19 year old um, male prostitute. And I'll leave you with that. But think about it far better people of interest than our now identified, unidentified black and white picture. Some people may try to dispute the fact, but the fact is it's collaborated by a lot of things. The picture is an identical replica of the obituary photo. I mean, person-wise, not the same photo itself, but Person-wise, it's just in color. The facial features are the same. The expressions are the same. We knew Roy Weber hung around with uh, Ralph. They frequented the same place where this, this black and white grainy photo came from. Does not mean that he was a killer. Might not have even been a person of interest. We have collaborating statements from family members of Roy Weber that can attest to the interactions of both, you know, they knew each other. One left contact information for him, for himself, Ralph. <clears throat> so, in all in all, there was nothing suspicious about our unidentified man. And I think it's somewhat deceptive to leave a photo like that floating around when the photo itself is um, doesn't have anything to do with anything. <coughs> Excuse me. It's just simply a photograph of a man walking in a building. But with that, I will let you go and if you're interested in the Roy Weber case, you can look on Savage Watch. That's um, a webpage run by Terry Sutton. Uh, Terry's not as explicit as I am with a fact. He, uh, he just says it doesn't roll that way. I roll that way because that's the way people need to be nowadays. They need to tell you how it is, not how you want to hear it. We're afraid to tell you how you want to hear it. As far as Roy Weber's homicide, I think it's too too heavily cloaked for the fear that Ralph's contact with certain politicians, politician, politicians, 
definitely, um, you know, not look very well. Um, the police escort that night that paid Roy Weber when Roy was in a, a Baltimore hotel with this politician wouldn't look like the police department. So based on those two facts, how far is this going to go? Probably not any farther than this radio broadcast. But there's always hope, I suppose. It would be nice if somebody that actually knew something that was meaningful, you know, threw me a line, let me know what was going on. Um, I doubt if you were to provide this information to law enforcement that it would go any farther than a phone call and a, a note thrown in a folder for a couple reasons. One being more particular particular than the other. But with that, I will let you go. This is episode 162, The Homicide of Roy Weber, part four, the unidentified man is now identified, and he shall remain identified regardless.